Drop the beat, y'all. Get ready for live music, interviews, and much more from La Mesita. Hello, everyone. Welcome to La Masita. My name is Anila, and I am accompanied by my cast. My name is Michaela. My name is Cameron. My name is Jada. Remember, you are listening to What's Up on 105.5 FM Lupin Radio, Chicago. Uh, today, we have a special guest from Chicago, Junius Paul, composer, band leader, and acoustic and electric bassist. Born in Chicago and raised in the Chicago area. An internationally established bassist, some of Junius' performance and recording credits include the Art Assemble of Chicago, Makaya McCraven, the Curtis Fuller Quinton, KRS One, and Donald Bird, among others. Junior's Depp album, Eisen, was released in November 2019 via International Anthem, recording company to critical acclaim, receiving a four star rating from Downbeat Magazine and eight out of 10 rating from Pitchfork. Before we get started, thank you for joining us today, Junior. Thank you very much for having me. We know that you are on tour. What city are you in right now? I'm currently in Boston, Massachusetts, on the way to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. But right now I'm in Boston. What places have you visited or would want to visit and experience jazz culture? Uh, Well, I've been fortunate um, in my time to have visited a lot of places. Um, But it's actually, that's that's an interesting question. One place that I haven't been to, ironically, in a very long time, that I would like to get to this year is New Orleans, Louisiana, actually. I haven't been to New Orleans in many years. Um, And of course, with the history of jazz that New Orleans has, I just haven't made my way down there. I haven't had a gig opportunity down there. I've been able to visit many places around the world um, that hold jazz in a very high regard. And New Orleans is just one of those places that I just have not been to. And so that's somewhere that I plan on going this year to visit and maybe do some shows there as well um so yeah i would say if there was a city it it would be new orleans if you have if you have what place would you recommend what place would i recommend well chicago first um but you all i mean you all already in chicago so you know you all already know what it is but if there was a if there was another place that I would recommend to visit, um, I mean, you can always, it depends on really what you're looking for. Like, I would recommend New York. Obviously, New York is the, I mean, it's the most common answer when it comes to that kind of a question. But um, New York is very rich in jazz tradition, and there's some great players there and some great music. Um, and also, but if you go to, the West Coast, you have Los Angeles, um, has some great musicians. San Francisco has some great musicians. So, um, yeah, if I were to say if there's like one place for jazz, um, I don't know if I could necessarily give that, but I would say, and I mean, even the place that I haven't been to in a long time, but I plan on going back to this year, New Orleans, like New York and New Orleans, I feel like are the two places as far as, um, you know, what you're looking for as far as the origins of jazz. And then Chicago is right there. I would also definitely recommend Chicago because Chicago has had a huge uh, jazz tradition that goes back almost 100 years. Um, 
you know, from the Great Migration and a lot of the incredible jazz and blues musicians that moved to Chicago. And then subsequently, you know, a lot of people were born in Chicago because of maybe their parents uh, came up in the Great Migration or something like that. So, um, yeah, if I were to give, you know, one, I don't know if I could do that, but if, if I can give more than one, it would definitely be um, Chicago, New Orleans and New York. You know, not particularly in that order. I would just say go check them all out. Okay. Um, what was your initial dream when you were younger? Um, my initial dream when I was younger to, I had a few, you know, like most kids, you know, we, our careers change as our career aspirations change as kids as they can change by the day sometimes, you know, but music was always a part of my life. I come from a musical family. Um, my mom is a, concert pianist and my great-grandmother was a very high-regarded church musician in the South and she was a minister of music for a director of music for a few different churches um, at the same time in Tennessee um, and so you know be, and my dad was a DJ so you know music is just kind of a part my grandfather was a singer so I mean it's just like a lot so music is all I've never not known music to be a part of my life but I will say that as a kid um, I, I, I don't, I'm not just going to say that, like, you know, I knew from birth that I wanted to be a professional musician. I always loved music and I always played instruments, but, um, I wanted to be, there was a time I wanted to be, uh, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian for a time. I love animals too. So I wanted to be a zookeeper. Yes, I did too. For a I time love animals. As a kid. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So like, you know, I always wanted to do something. I mean, I have pets, I have cats now, so I still love animals. But yeah, I wanted to be like a veterinarian and a zookeeper for a while. Um, I wanted, what else did I want to do for some time? Um, I wanted to, yeah, those were, and then I think around like maybe high school was when I wanted to like be a musician, you know, when I decided to go to to the major of music in college, going into college. That's when I knew it was like, okay, music is something that I think I want to really start studying to do as a profession, you know, to do for a living. Um, and so that's kind of how it came about. But even now, I'll say even moving up to the present day, if, um, I wouldn't even say if I wasn't a musician, because I can't imagine life without being a musician. But one of the things that I do want to study as well, and um, hopefully, I can do it as a professional one day alongside with being a musician is marine biology. I want to, my mom is a science teacher and so she's a retired science teacher now, but she was a science teacher for like over 40 years. And so science has always been a part of my life as well. So, um, my other dream, my other dream, uh, occupation, if you will, even now is to be a marine biologist, still dealing with animals. Right. You know, so it's still along that same line, if you will. Why the change towards music of Chanel? That's a good question. It was the, the, I've always had a passion for it, but when I was a teenager, it was really when the passion like really, really, really grew. Um, it just really grew. And so to the point where I just became that much more serious about music and being a professional musician. Um, and I didn't know what it took at the time, like to really do it. 
I just knew that it was something that I wanted to do. So yeah, it was kind of one of those things where as a teenager, I didn't know how I was going to do it or what I really needed to do to get it done. But I just knew that it was something I wanted to do. So when I was a teenager, it was kind of when that change occurred. I was maybe about 15, 16, something like that. Uh, thank you for sharing and opening up with us. How deep are the roots of jazz embedded in the Chicago scene? Oh, man. Um, very, very deep. Because, again, you know, we go back to the Great Migration. And so many families that came up from the South um, in the 30s, 40s, 50s. And even before that, um, even like in the 20s and things like that, jazz was very much around, but there just wasn't, I don't think there were a lot of like uh, black musicians at that time that were grown like adults playing jazz. I want to say like in more like 30s, 40s, 50s is when you started to see a lot more black musicians um, playing jazz in the clubs in Chicago. You know, and so because of that and because of the club scene, you know, you had the vaudeville scene um, and that whole thing. Jazz was a part of all of that stuff. I mean, like Al Capone, you know, when he was in his in his spare time, he was hanging out at the Green Mill, which was, a, you know, a jazz spot. And so um, jazz has been very much a part of the culture of Chicago for a long time. And then, of course, even moving from that era. And then you start getting to like, you know, the 40s and the 50s and the bebop era and, um, you know, how Chicago was a huge part of even that because of the Midwestern thing. You know, you had jazz coming, you know, you had Charlie Parker coming from Kansas City. Miles Davis was from East St. Louis. And so, you know, that that whole the Midwest, I would even say has a huge part to do with the life of jazz. I mean, Charlie Parker is considered by many to be the greatest jazz musician ever, you know? And so it's like, you know, the fact that he's from Kansas city, Chicago was huge as far as just like, everybody came through Chicago. Even if you didn't live in Chicago, you came through Chicago. And then of course we get into the fifties and sixties and there were jazz clubs everywhere in Chicago and the South, you talk about the South side of Chicago and how jazz was a huge part of the, the um, fabric of the South side, you know, and the West side as well. You had spots on the near West side, like the plug nickel miles Davis recorded an album there. That was not necessarily on the West side, West side, but it was like right there. And you had jazz clubs along the West side prior to an uprising that happened after Dr. King got killed on the West, on the West side, there were jazz clubs in a lot of places too, you know? And so it was really in a lot of black Chicago, you had some clubs on the north side as well, but I would say, especially in black Chicago on the south and west sides, jazz clubs were very much a part of the culture and the fabric. And so all the greats would come through. And there's there's a lot of live albums, even and studio albums um, that were recorded in Chicago during those periods, during the 40s, 50s and 60s. And so um, jazz is a huge part. You know, Johnny Griffin, who's one of the great all time jazz musicians all the great all-time musicians is from chicago and i mean there's so many sunrise you know you talk i mean there's so many musicians the the roscoe mitchell and the art ensemble of chicago was rooted in here you know rooted from chicago malachi favors i mean i could the list goes on and on of musicians that have come out of chicago and then even to the present day you know you talk about uh 
Cahill Elzabar and like, you know, you have Ernest Dawkins and D. Alexander um, and, you know, just so many more of the greats. And then, you know, even moving up to now, the younger musicians of today, um, you know, you have like, I mean, I'm from Chicago. I'm not saying I'm in that category, but I'm just saying, you know, me being a jazz musician from Chicago, I'm a product of the framework of Chicago jazz that came before me, you know? I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it did. It was a it was a, a well detailed uh, answer. So, um, uh, how is your experience and perspective in finding and sharing your style? Man, Chicago, really. Like the the again, the the culture of Chicago has a lot to do with that. I came up playing bass in church when I was a teenager, and so gospel music has something to do with my sound. When I was nineteen or twenty. I was introduced to this place called the Velvet Lounge in Chicago. And that was a huge uh, catapult for me as far as really getting with the style and learning the art. Um, My stepfather was a huge jazz aficionado. And so he used to play records for me all the time and introduced me to so many artists and so many different types of music. And so all those things like helped me to and then of course playing in Chicago you kind of the the cool thing about being a Chicago musician is that you kind of have to learn how to play everything you know it's like yeah you can just learn jazz but you'll be kind of in my opinion if you just learn how to play jazz music without learning anything else you'll be it'll 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 uh, result in you kind of being for lack of a better term like shallow in some ways because you don't have the education and the experience of like these other styles of music to incorporate into what you're doing. It's all music at the end of the day, but it's like being in Chicago. I learned how to play uh, r and I learned how to play gospel. I was in a live house music band for many years when I was younger. And so I know how to play house. Like, and I mean, I know how to play all these styles authentically because I was a part of it. I didn't just listen to some records and be like, oh yeah, I think that sounds cool. I was actually able to immerse myself into these things you know what i mean and so that's a huge part of it is coming up in chicago and learning how to play all these different styles authentically with like people that really did this stuff and so that helped to create my style as the musician that i am today if you were uh given the opportunity to uh to compose a score for a film what movie would you love to work on Mm, that's a great question you know what I'm thinking, actually? It'll probably be something like Love Jones. Are you all familiar with that movie? No, nah, I never heard of it. Uh, I am. Yeah, Love no, Jones, actually, with you all being from Chicago. So it's actually Love Jones, with you all being from Chicago, Love Jones is an important movie to check out. It's like, um, it was it's made, it was made in the 90s, and it was actually based in Chicago. And some of the people that I mentioned as far as Chicago jazz actually are in the movie. Like they they uh, featured some Chicago artists in the movie, some Chicago jazz musicians in the movie. And so um, Love Jones is definitely a movie worth checking out because it has Chicago history. Um, it stars Nia Long and Lorenz Tate. And it's like, it was just one of those movies for the culture. Like if you, if you talk to her, I'm sure you excuse me, your parents, they definitely know what Love Jones is. And so, yeah, I would recommend checking it out. But to answer your question, that would probably be the movie that, like, if I were to do a score for, I would love to do a score for that movie. 
Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, working in the music industry, what advice would you give to an up and coming artist? Understand that it's a process. Take the time to continue to get to know yourself as an artist. It's a process. Like it, you, you don't get discouraged because of maybe like, oh, I can't figure this thing out or maybe you play something for somebody and they maybe they weren't feeling it the first time or like you know maybe even you played it for yourself and wasn't feeling it the first time like or whatever like it, it's a process you know it's a, it's a daily process like I'm, I'm it's a lifelong thing I still go through the process so those two things and also um stick to your support system you know try to develop people try to develop a support system or if you have a support system like you know stick to it because you'll need them you'll you'll need them in those hard times and be confident be confident in who you are as a person be confident in who you are as an artist and your artistic voice is yours for a reason you don't have to feel like you you don't 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 feel like you need to follow somebody else's um, blueprint to do what you do now. If stuff works, like as far as maybe the business aspect of it or maybe some other things, you know, take notes and see how people do things that are successful. Like anything, you want to take notes from successful people and see how they do it. But take those notes and then create your own lane for success. You know, that's the cool thing about artistry is that you have the full license to be yourself at all times. And so you develop that thing that is you and then you become the best you that you can be. But don't feel like you need to develop it based off of what somebody else did. You know, you don't need to follow like you can, you know, follow your own heart, follow your own mind, follow what you see. If you have a vision as an artist, follow that and just build it, cultivate it. And you'll modify it as you go. You know, you'll see what works and what doesn't. But. You know, follow really, you know, be confident in your own voice. Even in those times, it sounds crazy to say, but even in those times where you're not confident and it happens as an artist, know within yourself that it's okay. Like you have those times, but know that it's temporary. And those times are just, I feel like those are moments where you'll come out on the other side of it even more determined, even more inspired. Um, and I'll leave it with this one last thing as far as that question. There's a quote from an artist named Georgia Ann Muldrow that I respect heavily. And her thing that she says in one of her songs is, it's your job to stay inspired. And that's really true. It's your job to stay inspired. Like it's not anybody else's job. Now people will give you inspirational quotes. People will tell you things that inspire you. You'll see things that'll inspire you. But as far as you being inspired yourself to create, that's your job, you know? So. Just remember that and that's empowering it's not a, it's not a thing of like oh my god i gotta stay inspired no 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 use it as a sense of empowerment and i say that to say like you can use anything around you anything around you can be inspirational it just depends on how you look at it you know but continue to do what you have to do to keep yourself inspired whatever that is do what you got to do to keep your own self inspired don't let don't wait for somebody else to do that for you what words would you share and when it comes down to owning your masters and your own work? That, wow, that's a great thing. I would say work to own as much as you can. Like, I'm in a situation where um, my album that I released, ISM, I released 
said a couple of years ago and I, I signed with a record label but the deal that I signed is right now I have 50% ownership of my masters and then in seven years well five years now it was seven at the time but in five years I will have full ownership of my masters and so and that's for now what I'm working on right now personally is starting my own situation so that I can completely own all my masters from jump. But I would say um, if you if you have a situation where you can own all your masters, do it. But it, at the same time, like study the business so that if you do come across a situation where if a record label wants to sign you, you can negotiate your own terms. I'm not telling you don't ever sign with a record label. That's not definitely not what I'm saying. But I would say learn the business, study the business so that you can create the best deals for yourself. Even if you do have your own thing, study so that you, like I say, you can create the best situation for yourself that you can create. So if you do decide to sign with a record label or if you get a publishing deal for your book or get some type of situation like that, then you're negotiating the best situation possible for yourself so that you're not being taken advantage of. You know what I mean? But of course, the best way to go always, if you can, is to own your own music 100% for sure. Okay, so now we transition into like some fun questions. So uh, recently, mm-hmm. like yesterday, we um, we checked out your Instagram and stuff. And so we, we seen that like you was uh, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You like to take pictures and like you you, you like fashion. I like to take a lot of yes both are correct so, yeah so if you were about to perform at the Grammys what clothing or attire would you wear <laughs> wow um well I hmm great question I would probably wear a sombrero style hat um, I went to Mexico a couple years ago and I actually bought, I brought back like six sombreros of different colors and styles. Um, I love big, I love large brim hats. And so um, when I went to Mexico, when I went to Mexico City and spent like five days there, um, I just kind of went crazy and brought back like seven hats of all different colors. Cause they were just like, they were exactly what I was envisioning for like all that time before that, I was like, man, I need a hat like this. And then I go to Mexico and there they are. So I would definitely start there from the top. And then actually, so I'm sure you all saw on my Instagram that I model tights as well. I'm starting my own company in the fall. So I'll be rocking my own tights for my own, you know, for my own brand, of course. I don't know what style I would or what like design I would rock with them, but definitely I would be rocking my own tights. I would be and then as far as the top, probably something like, you know, maybe like long and maybe like kind of some like, uh, not like a t-shirt or nothing like that, but just like, you know, maybe a button up, maybe not. I'm not sure. Maybe something like just like, you know, a long top that's kind of got some room and like, you know, flowy kind of thing. Um, and then probably a cape. <laughs> I w- I've never worn a cape, but if I was at the Grammys, I'm wearing a cape. Um, like a hoodie cape, like I'm wearing a, a cape with a hoodie on it, you know. And uh, and for the kicks, maybe I rock the mics on some Chicago, 
just to like rep Chicago. I'm either rocking some. Okay, so I'm either rocking the Jordan 11s or no, 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 I'm rocking the threes. I'm either rocking the Jordan threes or I'm rocking. There's a, a shoe company called Sidewalk. They're based out of L.A. And they make these really, 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 really dope shoes. So I'm either wearing some Sidewalks or I'm wearing the Jordan threes. Um, <clears throat> we know we know um, we know you collect records. And but what else do you collect? Collect a lot of different things. I like to collect historical artifacts. So like, you know, newspapers, like if something significant happened, then I may get the newspaper from that. Like, for example, um, one of the things that when, uh, when you know, when the unfortunate situation of Nipsey Hussle, when he passed away a couple years ago, um, I actually went out to L.A. for some gigs the day after his funeral at the Staples Center. I went out to L.A. the next day. And so I got the L.A. Times. I got the newspaper that covered his whole funeral and everything. I actually went down to the Marathon store before they closed. It's all closed off now. But uh, when they were still having the memorial and all that, I went down to the Marathon store to go pay my respects. And like that kind of stuff. I like historical stuff. My brother, my brother's a history professor. And so I grew up around history. So I love collecting historical artifacts. Yeah, and I love I love clothes. I love fashion. So yeah, I love to collect like really nice like clothing items as well. I've got some timepieces, if you will, as far as like some clothing items. Like my everyday stuff is just like, you know, I'm pretty much like a, you know, t-shirt kicks. Like I got some Air Maxes on right now, that kind of thing. But as far as like the stuff that I have in my closet, like I've got some pretty, you know, I, I would say couture stuff as you call it. It just doesn't leave the house that much, you know. So I don't overwear it, but yeah, but records is, I would say, if the records is definitely at the top of the list as far as things that I like to, like, collect. And, I mean, you know, obviously, you see with my tights collection, I have a pretty nice collection of those, too. But the records uh, are definitely right up there. Thank you, Jonas Paul, for your time and wise words. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I, I would just like to add a word of encouragement to you all to just stick with it and continue to follow your passion and don't don't let little things get in the way you know i know it's like sometimes easy to let this it can be easy to let things discourage you sometimes and all that but if you really have a dream and it's something that you really want to pursue and if you have a vision with it stick with it and stick to your guns and don't let people talk you out of it people will try to say this that and the other people try to talk me out of uh, pursuing music full time, but I believed in myself. I believed in what I what I knew I had, and so if you know you got something and you really want to go for it, just go for it. Put in the work, study your craft, and put in the work and the time to get it done. But just get it done, you know. Get it done. Get it done. And don't let laziness get in the way. You know, don't let those little things get in the way. Get it done and have fun with it. Enjoy yourself, you know, like don't just uh, don't don't make it like work. Really enjoy what you're doing, you know, just so. Yeah, just do what you got to do to create the life for yourself that you want. But it's out there for you and it's worth the work. It's worth the work. For our listeners, where may we find more information about your music and future shows? You can check out www.juniuspaulmusic.com um, You can check out my social media, any of my social media. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. 
Um, and those are the best ways pretty much to do it, either through my social media or through my website. Thank you for your time. Thank you all. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Wish I wish you all all the best. We also want to thank our radio listeners for tuning in. Remember that we are broadcasting live from Chicago. This was What's Up. My name is Anila. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Jada. Michaela. Michaela. And have a beautiful day.